Thank you for tuning in to the Matt Germs Podcast, the sickest wrestling podcast on the planet, where the right thing to do is to be exposed to the germ. And one of the things that I've been trying to do is to bring in some different guests that normally we wouldn't hear from that can kind of help us wrap a whole picture around the sport of wrestling. And today I got to do exactly that. I sat and chatted with Jess Batalochi. She is a trainer from Arizona State. I'm excited for you guys to hear from her to get a kind of draw in from some of her experiences. I think you will enjoy. By the way, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, you know, uh, when I kind of decided to start this, one of the things that I wanted to do is kind of bring almost, I don't know if holistic approach is the right word, but just kind of hit wrestling from all different kind of angles. And uh, I know that you're a big fan of the sport, and I know that you also do a lot for the sport just through uh, your job and things like that. So so much for jumping on and also thank you for what you do for the sport i really appreciate it of course thank you i'm happy to be here happy to chat with you i love being able to talk about what i do and get people to kind of understand my side of wrestling which is a little different from what they kind of get to see every day uh, i'm actually i'm really excited to hear all about it but uh First, before we jump into that, why don't you um, just kind of give us a little background of your story and even uh, your journey to how you got where you are now? Yeah, of course. Um, so wrestling specific, I did not grow up in a wrestling family. A lot of people were kind of surprised to hear that. Um, but no one in my family ever wrestled. I got into wrestling um, when some friends of mine in high school wrestled and we kind of always would support each other. So I went to watch wrestling for the first time and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I've loved it ever since then. And then when I got into athletic training, I did my undergrad at Wheeling Jesuit University in Wheeling, West Virginia, followed by my master's at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. Um, then I started working at high school. So I got to work a little bit of high school wrestling and then I had the opportunity to go back to Wheeling and work with their wrestling and rugby teams, which is how I got into collegiate wrestling. Um, and then I was there for a couple years. During that time, I applied to um, USA Wrestling to do some international trips with them. And I did a couple trips with the women. And so that was really exciting. And then I knew kind of after I did some of those that I wanted a wrestling specific job. So it was just the right time um, in my life that I felt like I could make a move. And luckily, Arizona State's job was open, and I applied to it and got it. And now I've been here for a little over a year. When did you know that you wanted to be involved with, like, athletic training? When I was in high school, I had surgery um, when I was a junior. No, yeah, a junior. And I worked with an athletic trainer at our local PT clinic. And once I learned what an athletic trainer was, I knew immediately that it was what I wanted to do. It was both a combination of getting to be around sports all of the time and getting to help people and make uh, really strong connections with people. And it's kind of just the combination of two things that I really like to do. I knew it was going to be the perfect job for me. Were you involved with sports yourself? Yes. Growing up, you know, Little League, dance, all that stuff um, in high school. I did cross country and track, 
And then I did a year of running in college and then stopped running to focus more on athletic training. It's kind of hard to be an athletic training student and compete in sports. So I gave up um, athletics to be able to do more rotations as an athletic training student. You talked a little bit about, you know, getting to see like your side of things. Um, Mm -hmm. Why don't you fill us in a little bit of like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So the athletic training side of things, I think, you know, a lot of people just get to see me during a match yelling in the corner. Um, So it's obviously a little bit more than that. Most of the time, you know, I'm the first one in, last one out um, every single day working with the guys. So I do everything from uh, injury prevention, injury treatment, rehab, scheduling their doctor's appointments um, during COVID, making sure they're COVID testing every day, anything and everything. um, Medical wise, I'm usually involved in in some sort of way with the team. So like my typical day right now is I'm going to I go into lift in the morning, stay for both. uh, We have two groups of lift. And then if anybody needs to do rehab or treatment at that time, we do that. We kind of have a break in the middle of the day um, when they have class and then kind of same thing for practice, go in early, any treatments and rehabs, practice, stay after if they need uh, treatments. Okay. Yeah. Busy day for sure. Now, are you involved then also with like Sunkiss kids then? So Sunkist um, does not currently hire an athletic trainer. If they're practicing in our room when our team is there, then I will be there for that. But I don't attend their practice um, if they have a separate practice. You get to see a lot of, well, probably the the best and the worst of some of the guys, right? I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> when when uh, you know, you get to see just the gratitude aspect, and sometimes even just the, um, I'm sure there's a lot of the crankiness and the. Mm-hmm just bickering or whatever you want to call it that um being somewhere where they don't want to be or even uh you know after a long grueling practice having to deal with some of that that makes the day even longer but you know I'm with these guys six usually six days out of the week so I kind of get to see their highs and lows and their good days and bad days and not just the wrestling side of things but schools partners family stuff all of that it's not just you know, show up and do their treatments, you kind of see all sides of the kids and it makes it really nice because you build a really good relationship uh, with them. But then you also kind of go through their highs and their lows with them too. You know, they become your family. And so you're, you know, when you're with somebody that much, you know, everything they go through, you kind of go through too. And you noticed, or you mentioned a little bit about, uh, you know, yelling in the corner and stuff like that. And I mean, it's pretty obvious if you follow wrestling um, at all that uh, how passionate you are about this sport and Mm -hmm. even now about your wrestlers. Uh, How cool is that to, you know, get a B in the corner, get a B in those places, you know, like especially with, you know, the run that they had at NCAAs and you talked about building those relationships and getting to see the highs and lows how special is that for you to be able to experience those moments with them as well? Yeah, I don't know if I can really put in into words um, what that means. Obviously, you know, like I said, I'm with them six days a week and we work all year for those three days at the NCAA tournament. And it is absolutely grueling. It is exciting. It's sad. It's happy. It's all those moments. 
um, you know, to watch them accomplish what they want to accomplish. And then obviously, you know, there's only 10 guys on top of that podium. So, and every guy wants to be there. So any guy that doesn't, you're kind of hurting with them too. Um, but it's so much fun being in the corner, although NCAAs was exhausting. Um, but just getting, you know, it's very emotional too. Like there were so many times, like, I think I put in one of my posts, you know, I cried happy tears and I cried sad tears at NCAAs. And that's absolutely true. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, those guys are hurting and they don't accomplish what they want to accomplish, but you're so proud of them anyway. And you wish they could see themselves through your eyes because it to them they kind of failed but you know in my eyes I'm just proud of them and so it really is a roller coaster but you know I'm really blessed to be able to be you know get a front row seat to to them wrestling and living their dreams yeah and while you in a lot of ways get to live yours out at the same time right absolutely that's pretty cool um yeah, the fact that those get a mesh together is pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's. Uh, you mentioned NCAs and the gruelingness of that. Like, what does what did uh, the NCAs look for look like for you personally? Yeah, so I think it was a little different feel than last. Last year was my first Division One NCAAs, and the fans make it a so much better of an experience. They add so much to it. So NCAAs usually it was up. Um, we would leave at like 6.45 or 7.45, kind of depending on what time the weigh-in was. Um, we'd get over there, um, have a little bit of time. Most of our guys were on weight. We weren't cutting weight um, in the mornings. So, you know, they had a pretty good uh, coach's lounge breakfast. So I'd go back there and get some breakfast. And then I'd work with some of the other ATs and we'd do weigh-ins. And then uh, I'd be there, get the guys ready if they needed treatment or taped up. Um <coughs> get that done and then they would warm up and then it was just kind of the day would fly by, you know, we'd go through the round and then usually get that middle of the day break. I'd go back and try to take a nap, but it never worked. Not one time the whole time I was there. Cause I would feel like, felt like I was on an adrenaline rush for five days. And so then we'd go back to the evening session. And then once that was over, I'd, you know, try to spend some time with people in the wrestling community that um, I don't get to see very often. So then I would end up going to bed pretty late and didn't get much sleep at NCAAs, but it was a great time. You know, it's a great time. The wrestling community I talked about, it was like the perfect five days because it just felt like nothing existed except the wrestling world. And it was awesome. Yeah, that's a, it's a unique experience in that way for sure. Um, More the fact that you can have it all together at one time, you know, in one building at one time where so many of the other things are spread out across the entire country. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's pretty special. And uh, I didn't get to make it this year. I was at the big tens, which was a lot of fun. Um, and even last year, we've got to do a lot. So I felt pretty lucky, but um, I mentioned before about um, getting to take some trips overseas with the girls and stuff like that. Um, when you originally decided like athletic training is something that I want to be a part of and I wanted to do, did you envision that meaning you get to travel the world at the same time? Um, even when I was an athletic training student, I knew I wanted to be involved in the Olympics in some way. At that time, I didn't know that 
you know, I could do trips in the way that I have. Um, so I feel really lucky and blessed that I've gotten to see some parts of the world because b- before my first trip, uh, which was Beijing in 2018 with the senior women's team, I had never even left the country. So, you know, the opportunities that wrestling has given me to not only meet amazing people and be with the amazing women in our sport, but to travel the world, you know, I can't say enough about being, you know, blessed enough to have those opportunities. Now, where, uh, where have you all been able to travel? Um, so Beijing in 2018 uh, with the senior women's team and then Panama City, Panama with U15 men's and women's for the Pan Am Games in 2019. And then in the beginning of 2020, uh, January, luckily before COVID, I went to Clip On Sweden um, with a couple different age levels of the women's team and they did a competition and training camp. And then this summer I am set to go to Rome for um, with some of the senior level men and women for that ranking competition in uh, June. Yeah, that'll be a awesome experience. Yes, I'm thrilled. We were supposed to go in January and then it got canceled. So luckily it got rescheduled and it's going to be like the perfect time to go in the summer. You know, like our guys will be home, so I won't really miss any time with them. Um, but then getting to experience such a big competition overseas, I'm so excited. Yeah, I bet. Um, how cool has that been to have the experience uh, to connect with, you know, some of those senior level athletes? Yeah, it's been pretty amazing. You know, I was really, my first trip, I didn't know anybody. You know, it's just, okay, we're going to get on a plane and go take care of these girls. So you have to be kind of prepared to make a connection pretty quick because you want them to trust you um, with their health care. And so now that I've gotten to know some more of the women, and I mean, especially like our women here, Kayla, um, Dom, Maya, Forrest, Helen, getting to you know build relationships with them um it's incredible to see how hard they work um you know i kind of just i root so hard for them you know not just as wrestlers but as human beings and i think we have a great group of you know especially senior women that are advocating for the sport and they're just great role models to women and especially young girls in the sport you know you watch any kind of senior level competition and they're signing autographs and taking pictures and you know, they're active on social media with young girls. So I think just watching them get to do that and like having these women for the young girls to look up to is incredible. I can't remember if you posted it today or if it was yesterday about what, like with Kayla. Um, oh yeah. It's like one year making, from trials. Yeah. And uh, we, we actually got to be there and it made me laugh. Cause I'm like, I actually remember seeing that girl, but I didn't, you know, I really wasn't, that deep into the wrestling uh, Twitterverse yet and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So you mentioned um, her and even uh, Forrest, and we actually got to go to the Olympic trials, and we were at uh, World Trials this past summer, and uh, my daughter got to take a bunch of pictures with a lot of them. But one of the funny things that – or one of the things that stood out to me is um, at Worlds, uh, after Forrest had won, like my daughter's holding her stop sign or whatever, right? And getting a picture with her and she's signing something and she stopped and he's like, Hey, I know you, you're a Carter, you were at Olympic trials, you know? And it's like, how cool is that to have a girl 
to have someone like that at that level, like not only willing to take a picture, but like remembers, you know, like they're actually taking those moments in. It's not something that they're just doing because they have to do, but that they actually, they embrace those opportunities because, you know, they want to give the same dreams that they had to others, which I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. And I know like just from the other side, you know, even with my eyes, like, when young kids ask them for autographs, they love it just as much as the kids. Like, it means something to them. And, you know, I see the smiles on my guys' faces because these little kids come up and, you know, want to take pictures with them. And they love it, you know, just as much. So it's really cool to, as I think, you know, it lets our guys know the impact they have. So that's really nice yeah. to see, too. Yeah, and I think... um you know, it's one of those things like as you continue to chase your dreams and you're, you put so much time and effort into those things, it's almost like a sponge, right? At some point, you can only hold so much. If you're not, if you're not passing that on, like it just, it just almost goes to the wayside. And I think it's one of those things too where as you – give it away it almost stirs up more and more inside you you know where you mm -hmm. want to where you want to find a different level even in yourself to continue to work harder yeah i agree so uh let's talk about you know those kind of relationships and stuff that like at the senior level and getting to you're at a unique place right now where you talked about Helen, you talked about Kayla, you talked about um, Forrest um, and Dom and those girls that are, they're very high level, like mm -hmm. uh, making Olympic teams, making world teams, meddling, um, being top two or three um, at their weight. How cool is that to get a go from, you know, building that relationship and then all of a sudden getting to be fangirl? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool. I can't say enough about it. You know, it's not something I, something I wanted to do, but then it's hard to like picture yourself doing it. And now, you know, I get to call these girls, you know, my friends. So that's really cool too. You know, I can't, you know, say enough. And like you talked about, they're just like great girls. They're so easy to root for. I mean, look at the girls that we're bringing in next year. It's going to be even a, a more fun group to be around the blades girls um which are just awesome young women too so i mean our women's group here is going to grow and it's going to be it's just going to be so fun to be you know kind of along for that ride yeah and i mean even on top of the blades girls there's been a couple other dynamite pickups that it just like too long i'm hoping that we find out uh it's like oh there it is arizona state's got a women's program but yeah i'm hoping that too <laughs> i don't have any insider info on that but we're all rooting for it i mean but before too long all of a sudden it's gonna be like okay we have enough girls that could make this ride right now that they'd be very comp i mean already they have a fantastic foundation that's for sure whenever that does happen um i'm sure it might be down the road a couple of years It'll right. be that's something a huge that's shout coming. out to Mark Perry and his belief in leadership and those young women. And he does a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. He's another person that just uh, incredible for the sport um, and just another good all around dude. So, yeah, he's so like when he just gets to talking about wrestling, he's just so fun to listen to because 
he's just so wrestling intelligent. You know, when you first decided that you were going to get into wrestling specifically, and then, you know, I'm going to, you decided to jump on board with uh, Arizona State, you get the Mm -hmm. job. I mean, I've got to, I got to think that from what you've been able to experience and the relationships that you've made has just kind of blown your expectations out of the water. Oh yeah, it has. You know, when I took the job, I didn't realize all the really cool things that I was going to be able to do, you know, getting to go to Olympic trials, uh, going to the U S open in a few weeks, you know, there are times when I walk into the room and Jordan Burroughs is training in there. It's like things like that, that I never even imagined, but even just, you know, our group of guys that is in the room, you know, you talk about like Colton Schultz and what he's accomplished and then getting to watch him be a national runner up and our PAC 12 championships and fourth place back to back at NCAAs, you know, those are things you kind of dream of, but then sometimes it's like, okay, pinch me. Cause this is, you know, not real at our, banquet after uh NCAAs you know it was a lot of our fans and the family and um Saturday night and I was just hugging Colton's uh mom and stepmom and I was crying and I was like I cannot believe this is my job like sometimes it's just overwhelming so I'm so thankful and blessed to be here but sometimes it's just like I can't believe it Is Tempe somewhere you envision yourself being for a very long time? Um, self maybe jumping, trying to get more involved with maybe the USA side of things, or what do you see that looking like? I love being at the collegiate level. Um, I think getting to, you know, be a part of everything here in Arizona State, I love it here. Um, I love the people I get to work with. I love our team. I love our school. Um, I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. I love the warm weather, you know, growing up in Ohio, growing up with snow. I love uh, Tempe winters, if that's what you want to call them. Um, And I just love everything about Arizona State. So I don't see myself leaving here anytime soon. You're outside the room um, and maybe, you know, when the guys are gone, you talk about the summers a little bit. Uh, What Mm -hmm. are... What are some of the things you find yourself like doing for fun? Um, I spend a lot of time with my dog. Um, We have some, you know, friends and we'll meet up at the dog park. Uh, I love to hike, you know, through COVID, it was kind of hard to make friends because we had, you know, we had a lot of rules. I had to keep the team safe. So I couldn't, you know, I moved here and then essentially couldn't go out and meet new people. Um, But now that that's like lessened up, uh, I hang out with a lot of my coworkers, other athletic trainers, because we don't get to see each other a lot at work. We're all in different buildings across campus. So we try to hang out and, um, you know, do something fun outside of work, which is really nice. I have a really good group that I go to Bible study with, a group of friends from church. Um, I played uh, for the first time. I played uh, softball, like a, a league and that was pretty fun. I did that uh, through kind of season. It was on Wednesdays. So anything like that, try to keep myself active. Um, but I also love to just relax and lay by the pool, you know, being around people and, you know, the guys all day, it's so high energy. So sometimes when I come home, I don't even want to talk to anybody else. <laughs>
Oh, let's uh let's talk a little bit about your faith. Like when did that um become real to you? Um when you know, when was that something that maybe you took a little deeper? Uh, let's start there and then I have another question after that. Okay. Yeah, so I grew up um Catholic, always going to church on Sunday, um, went to Catholic school, then public high school, went to a Jesuit college Catholic. Um, but I would say that my faith um, really grew over the past year. Um, when I moved out here, I wasn't sure which way I wanted to go, whether I wanted to kind of remain Catholic or find kind of a different um, base of faith because I wasn't feeling like I was getting what I needed in the Catholic Church. Um, but it was like kind of around this time last year. It was after Olympic trials. Everything was kind of settled down and I was like, all right, I'm going to go try a few churches and kind of see where I'm at and um, went to a great Catholic church. And they have a, just a really great uh, group. We call it Magnify of um, young adults around 30, give or take. And, you know, we meet once a week and that has just really grown my faith. And it's kind of I would say that over this past year, yeah, it's like my biggest growth in faith and trust in God. And, you know, I see that he's kind of brought me here to things that I wanted, but didn't know I wanted. And he's kind of given me everything that I've prayed for. And I think seeing that and even the struggles I've gone through over the past year, you know, missing home or, you know, things like that, just being able to rely on him and my growth in faith has been transformative for me. That's, that's incredible. Um, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, you know, the next question I was going to ask, um, Especially, I got to think with, you know, being an athletic trainer where, I mean, when you're, when you're working with the guys, obviously a lot of times it's for bad reasons, right? Like mm -hmm. that. And sometimes it can be uh, just heartbreaking for some of these dudes. How big has your faith, and you even talked about how this year has been a um, one of a lot of growth for you in that aspect. How, how important has that been in even being able to, um, kind of keep yourself level through that as, you know, as they're dealing with those hardships, but even being able to kind of give away, um, a different sense of joy that you get to experience that's rooted in the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we actually have a lot of guys on the team that are not afraid to talk about their faith. So we will sometimes even have really great conversations. Um, but, you know, when the guys are going through something hard, we do. We have season-ending injuries, you know, injuries that keep guys out for a while. Um, we had a pretty significant death in the family for one of our guys this year. And, you know, to be able to just tell those guys, you know, if I know their faith, then I'll let them know, like, hey, I'm praying for you. Is there anything specific you want me to pray for? Or I'll ask them, like, hey, can I pray for you? Um, so just, you know, being able to be open about that with people and the team is really awesome. Um, but then, you know, being able to anything that's stressful or hurtful or whatever, give that to God at the end of the day, for me, has helped me to manage my stress a little bit. We've, I've had some of that. And um, mm -hmm. I've... Uh... I'm a part of our FCA here and I'm getting to have those kind of conversations and more, more or less just 
others knowing that you're there, you know, and then they approach you or they have questions or whatever. It's, um, it's pretty special to be able to do that. And I think as a coach or, and as an athlete, there's just a, I don't know, there's a different kind of grind on with some of that, even the, you know, so much of the sports is mentally and being able to, um, kind of, look different right like as you know as we're trying to point others to the lord um mm -hmm. a lot i would say most times the the easiest ways to do those are in those hard times and in those struggles and in the adversity um you know whether that be i should be getting play right now and i don't because for whatever reason they're playing this person or you know i've worked so hard i'm as good as i've ever been <laughs> I've done all the stuff I'm supposed to be doing and just like that, you know, my, my ankle or my knee or whatever it may be, you know, like right before NCAAs or States or whatever it might be. But Yep. Yep. I think it's, it's very different when, when you can then in that moment turn to God and figure out what lesson you're supposed to be learning or how you can transform that, that dark time in your life to be able to help somebody else. Because, you know, when when you get to talk to God about those things, you hopefully um, ask for and get to see the reasoning um, or know that you're going to be a blessing to somebody else because of something hard that you went through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes that's the hard part is you know, we, we may never know on this side, you know, and yep. by uh, still having the same mindset of it's like along the way, I'm going to love others and I'm going to continue to work hard and do the things I'm supposed to. And along the way, try to be a light to others. Yep. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for um, just all that you do. I'm super excited to uh, just see what um, God has to do in and through you. Um, I'm excited to see wrestling community is going to continue to be blessed by you um there's just so many incredible people out there um that are doing some awesome things and it just in a lot of ways it's just starting to make the world feel a lot smaller too because it's like man i know now there's like there's so many people that that i could reach out to or you know that it's like hey um this might seem small but would you be praying for me or whatever it might be um yeah which which is really cool. And, and even just for me, it's, it's cool too. when they have that wrestling passion behind it. Cause there's also, I mean, there's something behind that that's just different and it's hard to explain. And unless you're a part of it, you don't really know. And so it's, that makes it even more special for me when I get to have those conversations and get to do those things. But I look forward to um, more. We've been able to, be at some of these different tournaments and connect with a lot of different people. So I look forward to the future, you know, getting to um, face to face with you. Same. And, uh, so that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. And who knows, maybe we, uh, we're actually going to be uh, out at the U S open and maybe we bump into you and. Oh yeah, that'd be um, great. But I'll, I'll look forward to whenever that may happen. And thank you again for all that you do. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to get to talk to you. And like you said, I hope I get to see you at the open. It's going to be a fun event and I'm excited to see, you know, the talent that gets put on display there and see who makes our, our uh, teams. Actually, 
Um, thinking of the open made me think a question before that you were, uh, I meant to ask you and I didn't, but I am curious to how different is it for you? Like in your job, when you go to a tournament where it's a U 15 and you're in a different country and it's 15 and under, like you talked about, I think it was Panama city. And then mm-hmm. over, over there it's you're with some different senior level guys. And then, um, then you're with the senior level girls. Like, does your, I don't want to say, does your job change? Cause you're doing some of the, I mean, you're obviously the whole of it is the same, but does that look different? Um, not really. The only, you know, obviously you're treating their injuries and treating the person in front of you, um, regardless of their age or, you know, uh, level. The only thing kind of different was that for like the U15 trip, a lot of parents went, which ended up being really cool. So that U15 trip, we, uh, that's a special group that uh, guys team, especially. So our team leader was Kelly Shuffler and then coaches Kyle Martin and Brian Kenny. And we're, we still have a group chat. And that was like 2019, 2022. We'd probably talk a couple times a week. Um, and then that group of guys, like some of those guys are like signing with schools now. And, you know, we still talk to their parents and those guys. And we'll get to see some of them in a couple weeks at the Open. And so that was kind of unique getting to know not just the kids, but the families too. Um, and it ended up being such a cool experience because we're still close with them. So that would really be the only thing I'd say that is kind of a big difference. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I'll let you go and uh, have a great rest of the year. You too. Thank you. I'll hopefully see you at the open. Yep. See ya. <laughs> that concludes today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really enjoyed that. I hope you did as well. Feel free to Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, W-I-E-M-S-1-9. Or you can follow me at, at Matt Germs, that is on Twitter, or at Matt Germs Podcast, and that is on Instagram. Thank you guys for listening.